Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck. Breaking bad spending habits. How do you get that done? Before we get started, more about this weekly podcast, and we'll get started in 35 seconds. Welcome. Together we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home, or you're struggling to get credit cards under control, ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a weekly podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Okay, you're making bad spending habits, and how do you solve them? But before you can solve what your spending habits are that may be bad, you got to be able to identify them. And simple finance rule number one, spend less than what you earn. Back before the day of credit cards, maybe 1800s, early 1900s, when credit cards weren't around, Everybody followed this rule because they had no choice. Sometimes a merchant would give them credit if they knew they would be good for it later on in the year, such as farmers. Farmers didn't have a whole lot of money, and in the early spring when they needed seeds, they would get a credit from the merchant so they could buy their seeds. When they made their harvest, In the fall, then they would pay up their account in full and have a good slate with that particular merchant. But nowadays, with credit cards and nobody knowing anybody, it's easy to spend more than what you earned. You just put it on a credit card and I'll pay that off the next time I get paid. Well, I don't have enough money to pay it off, so I'll pay 20 bucks. And on and on we go. So the first thing you need after you identify that you spend more than what you earn, you have to identify that and you got to realize that could be the start of your spending problem and it's a habit you need to break. So the first thing you need to do is have a budget. If you're out there spending without a budget, you have no clue how much money you have available to do things, such as go out to dinner at a restaurant when you have food at home, or buy things that you really don't need, but you buy them because you want them, or you buy things to keep up with your neighbors. You got to quit doing that. And you only buy things that you absolutely need to have until you get your credit card debt and all debt under control. Because a debt reduction plan, your first rule is to quit creating new debt. If you keep spending and charging it, how are you going to do that? It's going to be difficult. Another bad habit you may have is signing up for a free trial subscription 
but then you never unsubscribe and then you get stuck in paying for something that maybe you're not using. Maybe you used it for the first 30 or 60 days and thought it might be worth the money. And then after six months, you quit using it and you forgot about it, but you're still paying for it. Another bad habit is grocery shopping while hungry or unprepared. You need to make up a grocery list and take it with you and only buy the things you need. Watch out for impulse buying because that can ruin your budget, even at the grocery store. Another area which you may be overspending on is accepting late fees. Sometimes you don't have the money to make a payment on a credit card or a loan, or you may overdraw your bank account and the, they're, you're paying all these fees and that's killing your budget. You got to start making on-time payments on everything you pay and quit paying for late fees and quit giving the bank your money in the form of overdrawn fees or any other fees. Another item, area where you be a bad habit is not researching big purchases. When you go to make a big purchase, you need to step back and one, do you really need it? Do you absolutely really need it? And two, is what you consider buying, are you getting the best deal or is it the best product for the money? Maybe you can find something better at a little cheaper rate that will give you a longer lifetime lasting. So unless it's an emergency, you got to do your research before making a big purchase. And I would say a big purchase is anything over $500 or $1,000, something that you would have to finance. And again, you got to quit creating new debt. Shopping as therapy, even window shopping. You got to quit doing that because then you out there spending money that you may not have and you think it's good for your mental or physical therapy and it may not be. You're better off having a whole lot of debt and knowing you have enough money to pay your bills in the next week, pay period, or month. Buying, rebuying, low-quality essentials. When strapped for cash, people often turn to the easiest and cheapest option. However, like items like shoes, furniture, and even linen, it's not always the best idea. For less than double the price, you can get higher-quality essentials that last you for years, by contrast, many fast fashion clothing pieces and similar quality home products can wear out quickly. So wait and don't get in a hurry. Paying premiums for convenience when you could just plan. Convenience would be the grocery store buying prepared meals. So the only thing you do is heat them up. That would be a convenience item and you pay a whole lot more. So with a little bit of planning and budgeting of your time, you'll be able to prepare that same meal for a lot less money. And then again, spending more than you earn. Now that's just off the top of my head. 
Now I'm going to get to the articles and see what they have to say. Uh, you can find these in my show notes. The first article is from LoanMe.com. The seven worst bad spending habits and how to break them. Many consumers unknowingly practice bad spending habits that leave them deep in debt, learning how to stop bad spending habits and how to stop overspending takes commitment, awareness, and practice. A chief among bad spending habits is carrying too much debt. Although some level of debt is to be expected, carrying too much debt can result in dire outcomes. The growing use of credit among American households, particularly following the Great Recession, has different implications across generations. Although most households have more assets than debts, 80% hold some form of debt that can signal economic opportunity and potential trouble. For example, accruing some debt at an early age can encourage wealth building, but too much debt later in life can increase financial insecurity. If consumers are seeking to establish financial security, a good place to start is to get serious about debt reduction. Begin by identifying bad spending habits and adjustments to reduce cash outlays and take steps to reduce your debt. 1. Failing to budget. Same as what I said earlier. Failing to keep track of income and monthly expenses is a recipe for a financial disaster. Consumers that spend as they go without planning for upcoming obligation runs the risk of coming up short. Not knowing what your future obligations are is the key here in knowing what's going on. That's why when I've talked about my debt reduction plan to forecast ahead a one pay, two pays, two months, the farther ahead you forecast and know what's coming up, the better off you're going to be. Impulse buying. Retailers today are savvies when it comes to consumer buy-in habits. There are good reasons goods are placed near the checkout on the shelf at eye level or markdown. Retailers want consumers to buy and they understand buying triggers. Try these trips to learn how to stop overspending, shop with a list, delay unplanned purchases, stop without your children. Accruing credit card debt. Credit cards can be lifesavers when emergencies arise, but using them to buy staples such as food, entertainment, and day-to-day -day bills can result in balances that quickly get out of control. And I know many of you know you get the cash back option. But the cash back option, even at 5%, if you spend $1,000, you're only going to get $50 back and you're still going to owe $950 on that credit card. I don't understand how that's a good thing. Avoid accruing credit card debt. Overdrawing accounts and late fees. Banks make big bucks from overdraft fees. The three ba biggest banks owe more than $1 billion in fees in a single quarter of 2015. 
financial institutions penalize consumers when they slip into an overdraft or make late payment. Those fees can quickly drain an account. Paying for unused services. Our studies determine four out of five gym memberships go unused. In most cases, even if club memberships go unused, consumers are expected to pay the monthly dues. That's what's called setting up a budget, identifying your expenses, and getting rid of what you're not using. Number six, emotional spending. Shopping addiction is common reaction to the pressures and stress of life. Given in to temptation to ease that stress by buying the new outfit, eating out, and possibly impulsively purchasing a big ticket item can result in a quick emotional fix. But buyer's remorse and negative financial consequences can follow. Solutions. Stay focused on the financial goals set in the budget. Being aware that emotional behavior can contribute to overspending. ATM fees. It may not seem like much, but $3 or more surcharge for fees for ATM transactions can add up fast. There is no value to the consumer when she or he or she has to pay to access their own money. Solution, only use ATMs that are connected to your financial institution. We draw cash once or twice a month for personal spending and eliminate multiple trips to the ATM. Some very good suggestions there. Now we have an idea that we know what's going on. You're paying bank fees, you're paying ATM fees, you're paying overdraft fees. You're spending emotionally, you don't have a budget, you're going to the grocery store without a grocery list. Those are all bad spending habits. And before, I, and I, when I did a review of budgeting apps, I stated that if you have a budgeting app and you set up a budget, if you can have it on your smartphone and take it with you. So when you go to the grocery store, You can pull up your uh, app, your budget, look to see how much money you have available within your budget. Remember, you're the one setting the budget. You're the one that controls the budget. That dollar amount for that monthly grocery budget should have been an average based on the last two or three months of spending. You're not really cutting back. We're trying to level it out. If you can stay under that budget, then you're cutting back a little bit. Over time, you can reduce it down, which frees up more money to help you pay down your debt. It's a simple process. You just have to be aware and you have to continue staying in control of your money. Okay, my second article is how to create better spending. Everydollar.com. Again, there's a leak in my show notes. Another fact of life, how you spend your money is just as important to your financial success as your decision to save or get out of debt. The important point here is making the decision on your own 
that you know what you have to do. So how you're spending money is just important on saving your money or applying it to your debt to reduce your debt. Smart spending habits keep you from paying too much for an item, overspending on your restaurant budget, or impulse buying on infomercial curling iron that doubles as a knife sharpener. Nobody needs that. When you spend smarter, your money goes farther. Read on to discover how you can break bad spending habits, create new ones, healthy ones. Let's start by focusing on our not-so-great spending habits. Ever frantically rush to your car after making a purchase to log into your bank account because you might have spent too much? Maybe you experience a jolt of happiness when you swipe your card followed by a rush of guilt and shame when you realize you just busted your budget. As you can tell, your first point of a discussion on breaking bad spending habits relates to how you feel. Here's a tip. To break bad spending habits, consider how they make you feel. Most spending feels fun in the moment, but in the minutes or even months afterwards, the buyer's remorse sets in. Take a moment to jot down the last not-so-great choice you made with your money. Note how you felt when you made that decision, how you felt in the minutes and days after, and how you feel right now. You might notice a downward trajectory. This is what we want to work to change. Good spending habits might be a tough call at first, but they produce a lifetime of rewards. Decide which spending habits you want to break first. Take a look at your bank account, talk to your spouse, just look around your house to get a feel for the spending habits you'd like to break. Feel free to start small and select one or two to address at first a few ideas. Going over on cell phone data, eating out when you have food at home, buying duplicates of items you forgot you already own, shopping impulsively online, shopping sales because you love the thrill of a good deal. Now, when you buy a duplicate that you forgot you already have, you, if you hold on to your sales receipt, you can take it back and get your money refunded. That's all I have to say about that item. Just because something's on sale and it's a good deal doesn't mean you have to buy it. Do you really need it? That big screen TV may be on sale and it's $500 off. If you already have a big screen TV and there's nothing wrong with it and it's working just fine, why would you buy another one? There's really no need, so why buy it just because you're going to save $500? You're not saving $500, you're wasting the $1,000 that you actually paid for it. Okay, continue working through your list of bad habits in this way. Recognize the spending habits you want to break. Brainstorm ways to replace the bad habit with a good one. Replace bad spending habits with good ones. Give yourself a solid reason to spend wisely. Spending or savings makes a lot more sense when you have a target to hit. We do this by following the baby steps, making money goals and keeping them in mind whenever you swipe your card or hand over cash when you're spending in perspective. Live on a budget. Creating a plan for your money allows you to prioritize your spending. 
put your money goals, perhaps getting out of debt or going on a vacation to the top of your budget after giving and necessaries, of course. Saving for a family getaway makes it easier not to spend money on a daily cappuccino run. Actively practice gratitude. Take a moment every day to write down or verbally acknowledge the good in your life. After all, there's so much good. In fact, do you know what the salary of 32000 puts you in the one, puts you in the top 1% of earners in the world? You may not feel too blessed to be, to be stressed, but a regular reminder of this truth can help curb unnecessary spending. After all, we can be grateful for what we have. You might just realize how little we really need. 32000 is not a whole lot of money. So if you can, and that puts you in 1% of the earners in the world. Whew. I don't know where that fact comes from. Seems a little low. United States is the richest country on earth. And our poorest people have more than some of the richest people in other countries. Research before you shop. If you're in the market to buy a big ticket item, such as a TV, washer, and dryer, don't point at a commercial and say, I want that one. Do some research, compare prices, and select a quality model. When you have more information, you can make a better decision. Avoid your spending triggers. We all have those places or people that make us want to spend a little too much. Maybe it's the sweet smell of a bakery around the corner or a friend who tells you how great that purse would look with those shoes in your closet. Limit your contract with those triggers so you can learn to spend only what you plan to spend. Try walking a different route so you don't pass by the bakery. Maybe you can invite your friend on a hike instead of a mall trip. Find an accountability partner. For married couples, you have a built-in accountability partner in your husband or wife. For singles, your accountability partner can be a trusted family member or a responsible friend. They should be willing to discuss your big money goals and their, to talk through big purchase decisions. Your accountability partner can remind you that you're working towards. Don't shop while you wait. While it's tempting to browse online shops while you're sitting in the car, lying at school, or waiting room at the doctor's office, but the small windows of time can open a door to serious spending that can affect your baby step process. If you know you'll be waiting in line, keep a book or magazine with you to help pass the time. Develop patience. Ever have buy-in fever? When you get so excited about something that you buy, it without checking to see if you can afford it. Buying in the midst of the fever can lead to a real headache. Instead, take your time and give yourself 24 hours before purchasing. You typically wake up the next day with a little less excitement, which can help you make more rational buy-in decisions. Develop patience. Big ticket items, say over $100 or $500, you should wait one week. Ask yourself, is it something do you really need? If you really need it, how are you going to pay for it? What's your plan if you have to finance it? Can you afford to finance it? Those are the questions you should be asking yourself. 
look for savings before you buy. If you regularly shop at a certain store, you probably know when they offer their best deal, so wait to shop then. Check out your supermarket's weekly sales so you can stock up on sale items that you regularly use. Keep an eye on your favorite clothing store and buy out-of-season coats, shirts, and shorts on clearance. Sign up for store email updates or apps and check online for coupons before you purchase. A little work ahead of time goes a long way to saving you a ton in the long run. Make room for fun. Spending should be fun. Instead of pretending that spending money is a bad thing, be intentional about setting aside a chunk of money, big or small, each month. That way you can browse your favorite store, enjoy the date night with your spouse, buy a new tool for the garage, or take advantage of a great deal on Amazon without any guilt. Give yourself permission to spend some money and you won't be tempted to spend all the money. And again, that should be a part of your budget. Having a budget is very important. If you want to break your bad spending habits, you have to plan ahead. By planning where your money is going, you are controlling the money and the money is not controlling you. If you feel like you're working for the banks and financial institution and you really don't have much, look around to see what you have. Are you purchasing a home? Do you have furniture in that home? Is your car relatively new within five years? You are doing a whole lot better than what you think you are. Stay focused. Create a budget and stay on your budget and that alone will help you break bad spending habits that you developed because maybe you didn't know better. Maybe you were uninformed on what you were going to do with your income. You just started working. You had a bunch of money and you just started spending, spending, spending because you had it. Then things changed. Then all of a sudden you're in debt. Now you got to work yourself out of it. I'll be back with my final thoughts in 35 seconds. You can share this episode with your friends. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to hear about in the future. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm more than glad to respond. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon. To break your bad spending habits, you need to first identify what they are and then work on eliminating them. Having a budget app on your smartphone and knowing how much you need or have to spend is an important step in breaking these habits.